Well, I gotta say, this is a little bit of a surreal scene. You see, I was on my way to my daily toil and hopping off the bus. And well, you know, there's all this Olympic hoopla. And we're on my way to Salt Lake City. I kept on bumping in the torch every time I turned around and seen This time around, I've, my time has just been horrible. You know, the torch went right by my bus stop up in North Van the other day. It wasn't there. Down to my, where I go buy my beer, right there, they had a big rally for it. it wasn't at that one either. But I hop off the bus uh, right here at the corner of Maine and Hastings. And I'm greeted with a little bit of a surreal sight. And that is the block surrounded with people dressed up in all their Team Canada gear and all their Olympic flair and scarves and flags and funny hats and the whole thing. But we're right here in the ground zero of Canada's poorest postal code. And well, if you know anything about Vancouver, you know about the trials and tribulations down here. There's all sorts of economic, social economic tension uh, that manifests itself in this kind of political realm when there's this huge expenditures made for the Olympics and sometimes people don't see this as an investment or they don't agree with that argument, think that the money can be reallocated. Others are just frustrated because and they see it as just a way to, you know, speak out and express themselves where the, what they feel is injustices done against them or the poor, uh, incorrect priorities set by society or something. And certainly they all have a valid case. I think it's important that everyone has their say and boy don't we see it right here in the middle of this uh in this place we have a mix of uh the downtrodden of the area uh, grim faces um you know addicted personalities mental illness but mixed in with uh like uh these downtown banker types so there's expensive uh expensive black overcoats and uh, nice hats and society women wearing jewelry and all this kind of mixed up together. So it's a little bit of a surreal combination. And then there's a few of the early Olympic arrivals um, out in their Team Sweden or Team China gear out participating in the, the local, local urban milieu. But it's uh, as part of the bringing attention to their situation, the homeless people in conjunction with the Pivot Legal Society who does advocacy work here for the downtown Eastside area um, have got a whole bunch of these little red tents and they're gonna start giving out these tents to the homeless people to be visible manifestations of the homeless problem and I see a couple of the tents out I gotta say they're they're really slick little tents they like I I totally like I totally want one not to be homeless in but just to have right so they're set up in front of the Carnegie Center the Carnegie Library and this was one of the the grand libraries built back in the day by uh, the largesse of Andrew Carnegie and right here in this this intersection was once known throughout the British Empire. This is back in the days when the sun never set on Britannia. And and this was just known throughout the lands as the Four Corners. This was just grand, right? Had all these awesome hotels and libraries and banks all around at each corner. And now it's just the downtrodden detrepitude of, uh, you know, the most visible manifestation of the ills of society here. You know, a lot of people come up with different excuses for it that, um, you know, when one government uh, cut mental health funding and shut down all the institutions because they were going to put up local um, support centers, community, build holistic communities where there's treatment centers and, and medical care and housing, all these kind of integrated buildings, but just didn't really ever happen, right? So what you have is all these old flea bag, wealth, uh, well, once grand hotels have turned into flea bag, low rent welfare hotels that people kind of get this dead end loop there of, of uh, on safety, not being able to f trust their neighbors, not being able to live comfortably, uh, cycles of addiction, cycles of poverty, and while there's many 
groups trying to change this, the progress is slow and slow and slow. And it's because there's differences of opinion in so many different aspects of it, right? But one of the things that you're, that's happened the last year is the provincial government, city government, has bought up a lot of these old hotels, gone and done rentals, because like they just pretty much need to be completely overhauled inside, right? Because they're infested with bed bugs and rodents and who knows what from hundreds of years of, uh, well, not hundreds, but a hundred years of misuse. But that's been slow progress. And then what happens, they refer these things and they turn them over to the supervision of various nonprofit societies who have their own internal politics and squabbles and agendas of their own. Some of them have a bit of a religious bent to them. Some of them are very, um, might be considered uh, politically radical at the other end. So that's just turns into another loop of squabbling. Meanwhile, people just need to be fed, be taken care of, and be have a place where they can like, uh, you know, sleep comfortably, right, and safely. And that's where kind of humanity starts is when we're able to take care of the downtrodden in society. And I'm not going to get on a big soapbox here, but when you come down here and you see how there are people who, it's not by their own situation, something has gone horribly wrong in their world. And I'm certainly not qualified to say if it was sociological, familial, genetic, is it nurture or nature? I don't know, man. But all I know is there's people who find themselves unable to really take care of themselves. And we as a society do have some sort of sense of obligation, no matter how Darwinian you feel, to prop up the the least among us. Anyone who's a religious person would certainly feel that. For my part, I'm not a religious person, but I feel that anyway. So it's going to be kind of an interesting juxtaposition as the torch comes rolling down. It's been going all over the city and all sorts of, as it's got closer and closer, the more well-known names of actors and politicians and newscasters and sports heroes and whatnot. Uh, musicians have been carrying the torch uh, to great hoopla and it's gone you know, all across Canada on this long journey by all sorts of different modes of conveyance. And the crowds have grown and grown and grown to now, for the last day or two, there's been uh, throngs of people just spontaneously following the torch and running for it, after it for blocks or kilometers, uh, as it were. So in just a few minutes, the whole barrage is going to come rolling up the street here from Victory Square. It's kind of a weird mix, man, because it's like these, like I said, it's these the suits and, and the ladies with hats, there's the downtrodden, there's cops, there's people smoking dope, people waving flags, people in the red stuff, tie, guys in ties looking at their watch, and so on. So I'll check back in with you once it comes rolling on down. And in the meantime, you keep on rolling on down. <laughs>